I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's podcast, Adam Richard returns for our final Mission Impossible episode as we share our hot takes on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. My name is Justin Hamilton and my fate is written. Shall I write yours too on Big Squid? Welcome to the podcast. It's fantastic to have your company today. Uh, This episode was recorded straight after we walked out of the latest Mission Impossible film, so it will be slightly different to the normal Mission Impossible episodes. I won't tell you how this is uh, all going to play out, but we have a little announcement in the podcast, so I'll swing by at the end and share a little bit more on how the future of this series will play out. We've had such great responses to this that we thought we should do more. So anyway, I don't want to preempt what Adam and I talk about, but you will hear it soon. For now, we catch up with Ethan Hunt and his IMF team as they must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. Confronted by this mysterious new enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. Let's enter the world of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts of right and wrong from everyone for centuries to come. You're fighting to save an ideal that doesn't exist. Never did. You need to pick a side. Adam and I have just seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning (laughs) Part 1. And uh, we have literally not said anything about the movie that can be recorded. 
on the way home, apart from making that music noise. <laughs> <laughs> I made that music noise a lot. And we haven't even said uh, what we thought of it. No. And so I will open the floor to you. Oh, to me? Yes. Um, oh, what a piece of shit. So disappointed after waiting so long for... Uh, I've never been angry. <laughs> The only thing, it's it's mildly worse than the Mountains of Madness. The, what was it? The multiverse of what was the movie I hated? Uh, Doctor Boring and Dr. all Boring the places that were the, shit house. Yeah, and the pizza ball world. Yeah. Uh, no, I fucking loved it. Oh, I yeah. swore. <laughs> I didn't even mean to swear right then. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to let you know uh, there's just going to be spoilers. So, if you haven't seen it, because it's just a bit too hard to talk about it otherwise. So, uh, there won't be any spoilers for the second one because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Because it's part one. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, it's just hard to talk about it otherwise. So, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want anything spoiled, please go and see the movie. The podcast isn't going anywhere and then you can come back and you can join us then. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is the movie in case you thought this was somehow a... (laughs) Right. One, one of my weird deep dives on Australian uh, culture. No, this is all. This is Mission Impossible. Oh, and we have something to uh, share with you at the end mm. of this podcast. So, uh, so this will be a little bit different to how we've been doing the Mission Impossible. This is just like a first take. This is. Yeah. This is. We tried to take notes during the film, but many people around us needed to go to the toilet. Yes. Uh. Oh my lord! How many? Why have you know what? I, I know that this has got nothing to do with Mission Impossible, yes. but. People's bladders aren't the same, are they? No, and also people drink alcohol. I think people were going out for a second drink. Oh, yes. As well. Yes. During the exposition scene. Yeah. they'd gone, oh, yeah, this is the exposition go to the bar scene. Yeah. Um, and when a film's that long, I feel like... Like, I know they don't like it at the cinemas because they can fit in more screenings, but I'd love an intermission. Oh, yeah, old school. Yeah. There, there, there was one in 2001. Yeah. You know, go out, get yourself some more snacks. Also, maybe an an overture. Like, sometimes films would have an overture in yeah. the old days. Uh, like, I don't know if you've seen um, Star Trek, the motion picture, the first one. The, uh, yeah, a long time ago. Robert Wise-directed film. But just like the opening of West Side Story and the opening of, uh, you know, Sound of Music, which he also directed... There's a long bit of music that goes for ages. Yeah. Like an overture that go and it's just black screen. Yeah. It's just like lots of music. Yeah. Giving you time to find your seat and sit down. Yep. But they don't do that anymore because they're chock full of ads. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Val Morgan's and still got- people are late. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Leah, there were a lot of people late in this one. Uh, so essentially this is in the latest adventure, an all powerful AI system known as the entity has mm-hmm. gone rogue. And two interlocking keys, physical keys, are the only possible way to control it. And governments across the world are aiming to seize its power. Guess what? Ethan Hunt, not down with any of it. No. He's going rogue. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't think anyone should have a, have this. <laughs> so, I did like in this film that they acknowledge that he's yeah. always... No, oh, he's always fuck. going rogue. Here he goes. Like, just, this is uh, what he does. This is what he does. And uh, I found that to be very funny. Uh, what... What were the standouts for you? Um, well, I was... I Had I missed this in the ethos or is this new information that everyone in the Impossible Mission Force is a criminal? Yes. Now, 
I felt like that was some new information yeah. as well. We've been watching these films. I have no idea of this. This no. feels like a little bit of ever since uh, what was it, Rogue Nation, yeah. and we were putting a little bit of mystery back into the mm. idea of Ethan Hunt. And this actually adds a layer of mystery not only to Ethan but to the rest of the crew that they were all crims at some yeah. point, and that they were given the choice. Yes, because which is the whole your mission should you choose to accept it? Yes. So because they're all criminals. And it's like, well, if you don't accept the mission, you might go back to jail. Right. <laughs> and it's, uh, look, to be honest, to have something retroactively added to the mythos, mm. I, I quite like it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, was that something in the TV show that they've never used in the films? Was that oh, something? right. I don't know. I don't know the TV show no. ethos. But, um, but, I mean... It ran for several seasons and it was just a adventure of the week kind of thing. Like it yeah. didn't continue on the way these films kind of have. Uh but yeah, it was I kept expecting Old Mate from the last two films to turn up. I'm like, when's the other shoe gonna drop and when's he gonna be behind it? Oh, uh the uh the head of the syndicate. Yeah. Yes. Solomon Lake. Solomon Lane. Yeah. Solomon Lane. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, yeah. I kept. I. I don't know why. I just thought, oh, they're gonna. They're gonna reveal. And no, no, no reveal. No. That was, was good. Uh, interesting start with the submarine underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said. I think you thought you were whispering, but uh, I feel like the people in front of us turned around. <laughs> uh, you said too soon, meaning <laughs> the Titanic <laughs> visitors. Anyway. It was the first thing I thought of as well. Like, you were not alone with that thought. I was a bit like, oh, jeez. That's probably why everyone turned around. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the, it goes straight from that to Ethan Hunt ordering Uber Eats. Yes. And that turns out where he gets this new mission. And he yeah. goes off to save... Uh, In the Uber Eats back. Yes. The insulated heat back. Yeah. <laughs> Which they never leave behind. They never leave behind. Um. So there were heaps of things to like about this, like lots of, uh, you know, of course it's got heaps of action. Yes. Uh, it's got lots of gobbledygook discussion. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of, we, uh, Adam and I were saying beforehand, uh, if if we ever got to interview Tom Cruise, he, he's so sincere oh, with saying stuff intense. that doesn't mean anything yeah. when, in the real world. It would be fun to get him to say, you know, if we don't get this butter and eggs and flour, we are not going to make these pancakes. You know, <laughs> I feel like he could deliver it with the same timber. He would. He would kind of. He would kind of whisper it urgently. Oh yes, if we don't get the butter <laughs> and the eggs and the flour. We're not going to have any pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. With a little jaw point the whole time. Yes, yes. <laughs> butter and the eggs. You can. I'm pointing. You, he is pointing. Um. Uh. There were so everyone was great in it as always. Mm. Uh, you know, Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, uh, Vanessa Kirby coming back, uh, Pom Clementif. I I feel like they really. I feel like 
maybe uh, Kristen McQuarrie listened to our podcast. I think he did. In the future. Yes. Um, when he was making the film and heard me go, is she meant to be related to Vanessa Redgrave's character from the first film? Oh, yes. And I feel like Henry Zerny really like made sure we knew she was the daughter. Yes. Of Max. Yes. And that, and that, that was said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he, was, he was talking about like, oh, I remember when you were a little girl yeah. and, you know, she's like, oh, Paris, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the reason we kind of let things happen with your family and I'm yeah. like oh yeah I reckon that's totally meant to be because uh, you know when he when he meets her on the train yes. uh, on the way to Paris he's like hello Max and she's like Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's funny the, uh, th- there was something interesting about this movie where it felt like it was playing some of the old hits yeah 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 I, rem- I think Macquarie has said that that this was going to be like a, a flashback to all your favourite bits of, yes. of Mission Impossible oh I didn't know that yeah, well, yeah, well yeah. it, it Definitely felt like that. Uh, big year. Well, Henry Cerny just alone, just him coming back into it. It's yeah. Like, oh, we haven't seen him since the first one. They replaced him with Anthony Hopkins, and then a series of uh, increasingly incompetent, but you know, amazing actors. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. Uh, he's always great. Uh, the um, uh, at the start, we got a little bit of Mark Gatsis. Gattis, yeah. Gattis. Which was great. I enjoyed that. And then Dear Avama as well. I love her. And uh, Rob Delaney. So that was all That's very a, funny. It's one of those scenes you're like, clearly filmed in London with pe- British people doing American accents because they're not going to be in this film much longer than this. Yep, this is it. We are going to use them to <laughs> up the stakes by murdering everybody. <laughs> and uh, Carrie Elwes, of all people. Yeah. Like, that was out of the blue. I know. I haven't <laughs> seen him in, uh, in a long time. And uh, I keep... Uh, Every time I see him, that poor guy could be in anything, and I still think my Wesley will come for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was kind of a bit of my Wesley will come for me on the train, so maybe that was a deliberate choice. Sure, for Macquarie going, I'm going to make people remember my Wesley will come for me. Yeah, so that when we're in the high stakes on the train, going, yeah. where is he? Yeah, you're reminded because you see Wesley again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. So I had I had some minor quibbles with yes. this one, and uh, maybe this is more uh, the interesting thing to get into is uh, the AI mm-hmm. was a little bit up there with nanotechnology. Oh, the the entity. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's uh, it's it's nothing. Like it's lots of like. Don't get me wrong; they do a good job of mm. you know giving it a nightclub scene, and, and it's a, and it's quite menacing. It keeps making that noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how did you make that noise over the music? It's so funny, isn't it? But it is kind of a bit mm. uh, the same problem, which is not that it like obviously the stakes are. Yeah. High, and they do kind of have them play out like there's especially I thought a, a bit that was actually quite effective mm. was when it mimics Simon Pegg's voice. Oh yeah, and uh, has Ethan running in all the wrong directions. Yeah, that was kind of great. That was amazing. Like yeah. the also the fact that they can't trust any of their t- technology is yes. great. One thing they didn't like, I kind of got it from the outset, but they didn't kind of mention. Um, so, you know how it's sitting in the the submarine at the bottom yes. of the ocean. Yes. And it's kind of like... Oh, yeah. So, the submarine that gets blown up at the start of the movie houses the, the AI. The AI. That's, that, that we later find on the Americans 
have put in there yeah. to make it blow itself up. Yeah. Well, not to make the submarine blow itself up. Like that was the AI's choice. Yeah. But the AI has decided to live down there now. Yeah. Um, Where nobody can get to it. Yeah. So they never kind of explicitly said it unless it was the bit where I went to the toilet. Um, but the reason that, you know, it can survive in the submarine is because those submarines are nuclear powered. Yes. And they can stay underwater for like a, a half a century yeah. without needing to recharge. Yeah. Like they're just constantly generating going. power. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they never kind of mentioned that. So it's just like, well, to the lay person, maybe you think, why doesn't it, why hasn't it just turned itself off at some point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is yeah. this? Why is this? Why is this computer still got power down there yeah. under the ocean? Because yeah, because <laughs> it managed to uh, have the missiles come back at a, at exactly the right point that didn't knock out its power, it yeah. just knocked it out. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an AI. There. It's very clever. It's very good. <laughs> the um, I love it if uh, if this was actually a crossover of uh, Terminator. Like in the next film, we find out that this is Skynet. And <laughs> oh yeah. Fantastic. Well, feels like that's what uh, uh, Tom Cruise would be up for uh, fighting. But uh, we discover that he's uh, that Ethan was a crim in a in a past life, yeah. and uh, he had a mentor in a man called Gabriel, mm-hmm. who is the kind of the the physical face of the AI in this film. And Ethan's adversary, who's aiming to use the entity as an all-powerful AI system to rule the world, played by Asai Morales. Do you know... Asai Morales? Wasn't he in La Bamba? Oh, was he? A million years ago. I thought he was like Lou Diamond Phillips' best mate. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been in many things since. Yes. Okay, yeah, he was too. He was in, uh, yes, La Bamba back in 1987. And and as you said, uh, stacks of things uh, since then. But But I just, that's what my enduring memory of him is like, oh, he's the best mate from La Bamba. (laughs) I just just looked him up on uh, Wikipedia and uh, there's a whole section on... Uh, activism, and he is also a vegetarian. Oh, so good, good, good on uh, Eastside. But he was great. Yeah, I he thought. was really good. I just yeah. love, like kind of charming and yeah. smooth yeah. and uh, terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah, like a really interesting casting choice. Yeah, and uh, you know makes it a bit personal for Ethan. Yeah. It's always better when it's a bit personal for Ethan. Uh, there is a scene the uh, at the airport really early on when they're trying to get these uh, keys to yes. uh, set, set themselves up to uh, be able to find out what's going on. And that's where we meet Haley Atwell's uh, mm-hmm. character, Grace, for the first time. But uh, before we get to that, the there's a there's a bomb that Benji oh, has that to, needs to be diffused, diffused, and, uh, and it's it, a ludicrous bomb of all time, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> and it's not it's not diffusing with wires or anything. He has to answer riddles and yeah. questions, and and some of them are personal. Yes, and it's like you know, Facebook mining for data, basically. Yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. If I found out that Meta was behind this whole thing, then I would <laughs> not be surprised. The big bad. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, but then that was also a way for the AI to learn about them, mm-hmm. which I also found to be, you know, fun. Like, yes. it was a fun scene. Uh, Peg's great in that oh, scene. Oh, Simon Peg is hilarious. Uh, Hayley Atwell's great. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, for someone who, uh, I think, an underrated, versatile actor because mm. she can play, uh, you know, uh, prim and proper for English countryside yeah. uh, kind of 18th century stories. Yes. and. 
she's really good in the action yeah. in this as oh, well. She's a great action star. Yeah. I mean, you know, we saw that back in Captain uh, America. Yeah, and Agent Carter and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. She's um you know who she's in a few of uh the big finish Doctor Who plays from way back when. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, she did a bunch of those. Um, including like one of the she's in a great one with uh Tom Baker and David Warner, which is just and like being able to hold your own against Tom Baker and David Warner. Like yeah. It's like, oh, okay, there is a proper actor. Yeah. Someone yeah. with gravitas. Yeah. Yeah. She commands a, a scene. Yeah. Uh, it's it's full of good actors. Uh, this uh, They've been good actors all the, for mm. the last few movies, but uh, she really stands out in this. And, you know, there's, there's a part of you that if you think about it too mm. much, you go, why, why does anyone give a shit about her? We've, we've known her for 15 minutes. Yeah. But it, because she's such a good actor, you just kind of just like, oh. buy into also, it. Also, it's a really charming um, performance from the beginning. Like when you first meet her, it's like, oh, what is going on with her? Yeah, yeah. And she's like a fly in the ointment to begin with and then becomes, you know, integral to the entire thing. Yeah. Um, like if you didn't already know from publicity that she was a main part of it and her name was at the start of the film. Yeah. Uh, you'd be like, oh, who is this annoying person that's ruining their plans? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a touch of uh, Anne Hathaway's uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In it as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, early on, so, I, I had an issue with one thing as a mm. story choice, which I kind of understand, but, mm. uh, but now that I've been thinking about it, so, first up, Early on, we see uh, Ilsa Faust be brought back, and then it looks like she's murdered. Yes. And then it turns out that uh, Ethan's used this as an opportunity for her to uh, go off the radar. Yeah, and disappear. So then she turns up again. Because there's a bounty on her head for like $50 billion yeah, or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, which is great. And, she's, and that uh, action scene in the desert, which also reminds us of... You know, the dust storm in Abu Ghabi. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was all great. That was all fun. And, you know, they had a cuddle with a horse, which was cute. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where <laughs> Tom spoons with a horse and, uh, like, it's, it, it goes, it goes uh, Tom and Michelle Monaghan, Tom and, and Rebecca the, Ferguson, Tom and the floppy disk, and the horse is coming in. Oh, the horse before. is very, very close to the floppy disk. It's, get, it's getting close. <laughs> well, maybe Rebecca Ferguson's out. Maybe it's... Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's Michelle Monaghan, the floppy disk and the horse. <laughs> but um, later on in the movie, she uh, fights uh, Gabriel mm-hmm. and uh, and she's murdered. Yeah. I mean, it is said that AI has told Ethan that yeah. one of these two women will be killed. Yeah. Uh, either Hayley Atwell or Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess Hayley Atwell's not in June, so Rebecca had to go. Right. <laughs> but now but, but now I'm wondering, like, you already psyched us out once. Yeah. I know, because you're like, well, maybe she's not really dead. Right. Like, if it's, yeah. Because now, now they've got someone who's off the grid mm. for the AI not to be able to plan for. Yes. So maybe that's going to be the plan. Let, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because I, I think it's a bummer. To kill her off. Uh, and I think it's um, like, I understand from a, she's making Silo, she's making yeah. Dune, uh, she's going to make another Dune film. They've announced yeah. that the, the, it'll be a, be a trilogy. And, uh, but I, I just think her character is so good. I kind of don't understand why, why isn't there a Mission Impossible universe? Oh, like, what about a, a movie that's like half the budget, but like an, a 95 minute 
Ilsa just like a stop start, you know, kind of bam yeah. action film. I look, I feel like the you know, the the plot explanation that's given to her death makes me think that she is off the table. Right. Because the you know, the storyline is that the AI wanted to kill one of them so yeah. that he would be that Ethan would be so angry that yep. he kills Gabriel yep. and therefore doesn't know where the AI is hiding. Yes, because Gabriel's the only person who knows. Yeah. Yep. Well, he no, he doesn't know until he asks Carrie Elwes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, he has no idea. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's like he's the only, like, and, you know, Ving Rhames in a very sincere moment of exposition tells us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, you can't kill him. Even though you'll want to because he killed your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, because he's important um, and he'll know things. So, yeah, that's a whole... That made me think, uh, if if she has survived, then what was the point of that conversation? Right. So, I feel like... Oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for... Unless they were saying it so the AI could listen. Listen in via their mobile phones, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's how I... I'd just bring her back. I just think she's so good oh, in this. she's amazing. But yeah. then I feel like, you know, part of the bringing in of Hayley Atwell is... Like, that was a moment... Um, so, I'm fast-tracking right to the end of the film here. But that moment where she makes the deal with Kittredge, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I smell an actual handing over of the franchise here. Oh, Really? Well, it was just seemed like a weird kind of like, why are you now giving me an origin story for her right. as an agent? Right. And I know there's a whole other film to come in this movie. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it felt like, you know, because Ilsa's like works for MI6, like sometimes she's bad, sometimes we're good, we don't yeah. know what side she's on. But seeing, you know, Grace join... The Impossible Mission Force, as they're yeah. called, yeah, is which got a big laugh in the audience, yeah, like because it's so it's it, ridiculous, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know, that felt like a like if you were if Tom was gonna go, yeah, um, I'll I'll take over the Kittredge role, and do you reckon, and she can go and do all the jumping off things. Do you do you reckon he's doing that? I don't know. Like, I don't think he will, but. Did you, did you think one of the running scenes where he kept going past poles were just lots of different bits edited together? Or well, yeah, because the, every time he went past the pole, the camera got closer. Yeah. So, yes, it was. Oh, right. But I, he still would have had... Like, he may not still, have been able to do one long sustained run. But he's still doing it. But he had to do... Like, he probably had to do 30 of them instead. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, the... Uh, the car chase scene is one of the oh, more hilarious, like, and hilarious in a good way. Yeah, it's uh, it's really thrilling and really funny, especially when uh, essentially uh, Ethan doesn't want Grace to get away and mm. he handcuffs her, and then realizes he's sitting on the wrong side, oh, so yeah. she has to drive, and and she's already proved to be very bad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But that. She's really bad. <laughs> uh, well, well, she's not him, you yeah. know, so... Uh, she's bad at speed in tiny laneways. In, yes. In Rome. And then uh, the <laughs> where there are a lot of scooters, where there's a lot of scooters, mate, scooters, Scoot- copper beating, scooter in this carnage film. in this yeah. film. <laughs> and there is also uh, there's a bit where they need an IMF car, then he finds one, oh, yeah. and when uh, and you see this beautiful what what's it look like a Lamborghini or something, yeah, yeah and then yeah. he presses the button, and this little yellow mini comes it's out. It's a Fiat. It's so dumb. And then <laughs> and then the um. There's this, uh, when he gets into the car and he can't quite get it to work properly, their whole dialogue is a young woman saying to an older man, it's all right that you can't get it up. Yeah. That's essentially, essentially. what it is. It's yeah. innuendo city. Yeah. It's, like, it's fine. And it's him making excuses. No, this doesn't normally happen. It takes yeah. me a while to kind of get going, <laughs> you know. <laughs> for, for a ridiculously sexless fil- uh, series of yeah. films, uh, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It was a very funny scene. It was really funny. <laughs> also, uh, just because it's like, it's like, yeah, I know it's smaller than you expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of it. It was pretty funny. Uh, great to have Vanessa Kirby back as uh, so Alana Mits- Mitsopoulos. Uh, she is. Um, uh, oh, it says here. There you go. Sorry, just because uh, I've got the Wikipedia in front of me. Mm. Uh, a black market arms dealer who goes by the alias White Widow, Alana is the daughter of Max, an arms dealer go. originally portrayed by Vanessa Redgrave from the yeah, first film. There you go. Good work. Good work, Adam. We did our sums. Yes. <laughs> But she's so good as well. She's really oh, funny in this, and it's so great. great. Uh, Hayley Atwell gets to play her yes. at one point. With her crazy masks. You can't have a, a Mission Impossible movie without some crazy masks. Well, there's a double mask moment, there's isn't a, it? Oh, the double mask moment right at the start. It's great. Before the credits. Yes. Like. Oh, yeah. The movie feels like it's going for <laughs> a solid hour, and then the credits pop up. I'm exaggerating slightly, but it was like, oh shit, this has happened. It felt like about thirty to forty minutes. Like yeah. it was not. It was in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's great, and she's uh, once again such a great character. It, it, I, I don't know how other people will feel, but I just don't really like. There's so many good characters. Mm. It doesn't feel tired. It feels like no. lots of you want to kind of go back to a lot of these people. That's that's where, like, I. I'd kind of like a, a a White Widow, you know, Ilsa movie, you know, <laughs> and and just just do do half the budget and just hit it hard. Maybe the reason we enjoy these so much is because they don't. Like maybe, like, like maybe because they do that with the Disney films. It's like I don't care about this one. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm pretty excited for the uh, John Wick spinoff. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, but they haven't done one until now. now. Yeah, like. Oh, by the way, big big shout out to nightclub fight scenes this year. Oh, like, yeah. To, uh, you know that 
we have that with uh, Ethan and uh, oh, and Shay Wiggum is in. Oh, this. your favourite. You I, love Shay Wiggum. I do love Shay Wiggum, and he's he's great. Yeah. Uh, and we had the uh, we had the fight in the the John Wick film. Uh, we also uh, get just like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We get a train. Oh. Fight as well, and you know there was a train fight in the first one. Hey, there, there was were, indeed, like, and there yeah. were a lot of like ducking out of the way of signals. Yep, um, hilariously. But I've got to say that train, that whole train sequence from like the minute they get on the Orient Express, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> to the crazy exploding bridge finale of the- of that thing is like it just becomes increasingly more insane as it goes along, and it's like. I'm buying all of it. I'm fine for it. Yeah. The the so anyway, they they get on the tra- uh, everyone's on the train except Ethan, yeah. who has to make a jump. But of course, Gabriel's one step ahead, yeah. and he's ruined. Uh, he's he's murdered the train drivers, and the train's going at you know an unstoppable speed. Yes. And then uh, and he's broken all the controls to make broken it, all the controls, so it. you can't do anything about it. Benji's trying to coordinate Ethan on how to get on. He's on a motorbike and he's just going to jump on. And, of course, we've seen it in the adverts and he gets taken to the top of a mountain where he's going to do his leap. I feel like like showing that scene Mm. early Mm. and for 10 minutes of the jumping, 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 jumping Mm. kind of... Like I felt like that was a, a deliberate choice because it adds such a crazy frisson to that moment. Right. Yeah. Like as he's riding, he's like, Benji, I just keep going up. When am I going to go down? But yeah. he's like, eventually. And you're like, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. We've seen. Yeah. We've, you, you've put it in the beginning credits. Yeah. We've seen him jump off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's, uh, there's a, we, we've seen it in the last few, uh, few movies. There's a touch of the old school kind of, Bruce Willis action hero, the the Harrison Ford action yeah. hero, where uh, and I, what I really love before this, before he makes the jump, mm. is he's not sure how to do it, yeah. and he doesn't kind of want to do it. Yeah. And I love once again, Benji just believes in Ethan and thinks he can do anything. Yeah, you can do it. You're Ethan Hunt. You'll be fine. Yeah. You just got to believe in yourself, mate. <laughs> also, that moment where he's like, "I'm really stressed here." It's like. I'm the one on top of the mountain. <laughs> oh yeah, Benji. Benji being stressed while he's sitting in the passenger seat of a car that's driving itself, so he can be on the computer tell, telling Ethan that he's stressed. Um, when um, when Ethan enters the train and he comes in like from the oh. side, it is because it's like he's like I don't know if I'm going to make the train, and then like you're just getting all this action on the train, so you kind of forget. Well, yeah, it's like, well, I know he's coming, but like, you know, and she's been waiting for him. Like, she's yeah. constantly like, where is he? Where is he? Where yeah. is he? And she's made her big choice yeah. uh, to choose Ethan yeah. um, over everyone else and making billions of dollars yeah. uh, in Bitcoin. Yeah, um, so it's not really money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but the, yeah, the moment he comes just bursting through, like I squealed with laughter. Yeah, I thought it was really was, funny. Because you're like, it's got to happen soon. He's got to, yeah. and then it's like at the perfect possible moment it happens. Yeah. And you're like, there he is. There he is. There he is. Uh, there he is. The, you know, the other fight scene that I really enjoyed is the one in the, in the small alley. In the tiny, yeah, the that, tiny little laneway, yeah, with Pom Clementiev, yes, and, and that whoever other that other guy, guy was, um, <laughs> stunt actor forty two, yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, that was that was fun, and it also keeps Ethan out of the action for yeah. what happens with Grace and Ilsa uh, yeah, dealing yeah, with yeah. Gabriel. Uh, so, 
so I have to be honest, the train scene, you know, it was fun and I was mm. I was enjoying it. But uh, basically they managed to uh, unhook. The, so Gabriel blows up the bridge yes. that they're going towards. They managed to unhook from the front of the train. Yes. But then the momentum means the carriages are all kind of... Still going. Still going. So then one kind of topples. But they're in that carriage and mm-hmm. they have to climb their way up. And there's in that first one, it's the kitchen. So there's... Oh my God, there's fat, fat flying yeah, everywhere. The there's detergent. And, you know, so yeah. it's slippery. And uh, the two of them fighting their way up and then they get through that and then the next carriage is about to go and it's a little bit once again that they're, they're it reminded me of john wick four going up the stairs yes where you're just like oh god again yeah, yeah. you know what it, i did love about it it felt like um it's almost like macquarie's gone you know what i'm gonna make a little miniature disaster movie yeah for the last reel of this film yeah for the last act and it's like it's like four different miniature versions of like the Poseidon Adventure or Titanic yeah. or yeah. something. It's like, oh, now it's sideways and we're falling. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is like, it's it's phenomenal. Like yeah. it's such a phenomenal uh, set piece. Like, well, it's like a bunch of set pieces. Yeah. Like the bit with the piano. <laughs> oh, the piano is extremely entertaining. And, uh, you know, there's just been some nice stuff sort of set up earlier where, you know, they try to make Grace not believe in Ethan that he always yeah. uh, you know throws people aside and he's having to get her to try and believe in him yeah. and it's all uh, coordinated uh, quite and uh, choreographed quite yeah. beautifully and once again Hayley Atwell in all these action scenes is she's so great she's great yeah just really great uh, is, there, is there anything that we've missed that's worthwhile mentioning um so we had the sand fight um yeah then we, we had the, you know, the, <laughs> the weird double mask scene. Oh, the double mask scene. <laughs> it's also like the, the, the first mask that he's wearing. I'm like, why is he gone as Laura Palmer's father? <laughs> Ray Wise. Yeah. <laughs> it did look a bit like him. <laughs> it's like young Ray Wise, you know. And then, uh, you know, then getting back together with the team in the, in the in the airport you know oh the airport scene is kind of fun like it's, it's really good it's, uh, the, the the bit where because the CIA are after Ethan mm. and they're on their computers they're Benji's making everyone look like Ethan yeah I, I, and <laughs> you know another thing that I that is a massive callback to the first movie and your favourite moment with the uh, floppy disk mm. is all the sleight of hand. Oh, so, so so much sleight of hand, so much pickpocketing, so like, much like oh no, I've had that all along. Mate, some some of the sleight of hand was I borderline. Could, what is I, I expected someone to come out with giant shoes on, and then like <laughs> when they're in that miniature car, I thought eight other people with giant shoes <laughs> were going to get out of the car with them. <laughs> So, some of uh, Ethan's sleight of hand was, mate, this is not a four-year-old's uh, birthday, birthday party. party. What is happening here? It was, it was mildly, mildly camp, all yeah, of it. yeah it, which it, was funny. But yeah, because she is, you know, a pickpocket. Yeah. Like, that's how they meet uh, Hayley Upwell's character, Grace. But yeah, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah. And then it just becomes like an ongoing thing. And it all I could think of was that hilarious floppy disk moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm mad for it. Uh, 
you know the the nightclub scene, and then that leads into the you know in into the fights that are yes. going on, and the AI and the, sending Ethan and the in the Venice railways, Venice railway, Venice laneway fights. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then God, how, uh, the car scene, uh, the car chase is all throughout Rome is insane. It's great. Yeah. And Even the like the bit where he comes to claim to be her lawyer. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that is a fun moment. That's funny in the th- when they're like, "Oh, your lawyer's here." And she's like, "Lawyer,", lawyer. and then you you just got you're like, "It's, it's gonna be Ethan." It's Ethan. <laughs> it's naughty Ethan pretending to be something else that he isn't. I wonder how long that train scene goes for. That must go it's for like forty five really minutes time. or something. Yeah, maybe an hour. Like it's. It feels like that's like a third of the film. Yeah. Because it's like there's a lot of exposition on the train. Yeah. There's the finding out that um, Carrie Elwes is on the train. That yeah. uh, who's he's just the head of the security agency. Did he have a name? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's um, so hard to keep up with because there's so much stuff that's talked about that's not real. Yeah. Other stuff, um, you know, kind of uh, slips in. And it's like, anyway. But yeah, the and yeah, then there's Kittridge on the train. There's the whole deal with Haley Atwell's pretending to be uh, Vanessa Kirby, so that's a whole yeah. thing. Then there's yeah. Vanessa Kirby waking up and being a bit woozy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> Vanessa Kirby getting to be Haley Atwell's great. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you got to change your face and be someone, who would you be? Who would I be? Yeah, who would I like? Because like Haley Atwell getting to be Vanessa Kirby, I got to be honest, I thought it was a bit hot. <laughs> Was kind of sexception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I've spent so long learning to be happy in my own skin. I don't know who I would want to dress up as. Oh, what a positive uh, comment. I know. Um, pain in the ass when it comes to that kind of shit. <laughs> I think I'd like to be Ryan Gosling for no other reason than he always looks bemused and I'd like to be bemused all the time. Yes. I, I suspect a lot of that is... Uh, you know, I've seen him on talk shows talking about his wife, and it just sounds that sounds like they have the most delightful yeah marriage yeah. Like Ava Mendes sounds like fun yeah. Like, and I think the bemusedness is like, yeah, everything's fine at home. Yeah, everything's good. <laughs> everything's rock solid for me. Um, I'm, I I do think that's one of my favorite casting choices in a long time is him doing the fall guy. Oh yes, I keep forgetting that. It's one of those things you go, oh yeah, because like it it was always just like a kind of like over. Oh yeah, I'm just over everything. Yeah, like, that was the whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just a stunt guy. I'm just, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I'd forgotten that's coming out. Um, so uh, what 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 are you going to give this in jaw flexes? It's it's hard to tell because we've just seen it and it kind of needs to settle. Yeah. Well, look, just immediate reaction. I enjoyed this as much as I did uh, Fallout. So it, I think it has to be a, a straight five jaw flexes for me. Yeah. Right. I might give it. I might be a little bit conservative. I might give it a four, but that's not bad. I just I Fallout was. Like, I've seen it a couple of times now, yeah. so I, I, I'll need to see this again. We, yeah. uh, we you know, we've got the adrenaline, so I'm, I'm going to give it a four so I can, you know, maybe nudge it up a little bit. Look, if 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 it was only the train film, I still would have given it a five. <laughs> yeah, the, train, the train is spectacular. It's so spectacular. It's so good. Um, so, uh, we may as well tell everyone what we're going to do now. Yeah, we, go on. So, you know, the, the next one's not coming out until... No, uh, next, next year. year. 
So what we thought we'd do is, like normally, you know, for these uh, Mission Impossible uh, episodes, we kind of break it down and we uh, do lots of stuff with it. But, you know, you kind of can't do it because we've just come out of the cinema. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll do we'll go back to Mission Impossible and do this film next year. Yes. But in the lead up, we're going to be doing a series called... Uh, Cruising back to the past, and we're going to watch all of Tom Cruise's movies backwards. We're going to go backwards through time to yep. his first film, which means, more importantly, at one point we are going to cover the two Jack Reach around <laughs> movies, and in reverse order. In reverse order. Or well, do we? Do we? If if there's if there's a two parter, do we watch one two? Like yeah, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. I mean, although, do you want to do that with Maverick though? I feel like there's better miles apart from each other. Uh, yeah, the Jack, but the Jack Reacher rounds are closer <laughs> together, so we may as well do them one Jack two. Jack Reacher round closer together, closer together. <laughs> Jack Reacher round closer together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just anyway, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be lunatic. <laughs> Because there's uh, there's there's a, quite a few films that are under the radar, good mm-hmm. like Oblivion. That'll yeah, be a fun yeah. one to discuss. There's um, legitimately good films that are like Edge of Tomorrow, which kind of suffered from having, I, I think, to this day, a shit title. Like it's just a terrible title, but also that was like it was right in the middle of Tom on the Nose period. Yeah. like it was post. Um him shanghaiing the Batman Begins publicity yes. train to jump on couches. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And it's funny, maybe this, like... We're, like, we're going to we, get to see his on-screen chemistry with his off-screen wife in, great. on more than one occasion. Yes, because there's that car one. I don't think I've ever seen the car one. Uh, I haven't seen that either. Uh, that was a Bruckheimer... Like yes. it was meant to be just Days of Thunder. Yeah, it was Top Gun in cars. In cars. Right? Yeah. Well, it's the uh, it's the Rich Hall routine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll also get to go into his uh, chemistry in the Kubrick film Eyes yeah. Wide Shut, and then there'll be some moments of genuine. Uh, I've got some firm views on thinking he's overrated in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. But that's great. Well, well, we've got many. We've got many Tom Cruises to yeah. get through. Oh my god! I just realised I'm going to, to watch Interview with a Vampire again, and I kind of swore off oh, that because no. I really well, enjoyed that TV show. Oh, no, <laughs> well, Far from Heaven. We got to watch. Is oh, that, is yes. that what, or Far and Away? Far and Away. Far from Heaven is a very good film with Julianne Moore. That's right. It is too. <laughs> far and Away is Far and Away, not Far from Heaven. No, Far and Away. That's anyway. right. That one was yeah. that the one where they met. Yeah, I think it may have been. Oh. Anyway, maybe we've bitten off too much that we can probably. But anyway, that might just do be a shorter episode. Do we, do we have to watch Moulin Rouge? Is he in that? <laughs> no. Oh. That's what was... <laughs> For a moment I was like, have I completely put that film out of my memory? Was Tom Cruise in that? No, it was just, you know, it was one of hers when they were together. Like, do we have to watch all of her movies when they were married? Oh, they were married yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> No, we don't. You know what? Some of these movies are going to be hard enough. We yeah. don't have to uh, endure some of these others that we don't need. But uh, look, uh, if uh, if you're thinking of going to this film or waiting for it to come on to streaming, 
Go, go and see it at the cinema. We've spoiled it for you. Like, just go now. Just You've go. how much fun it is. It's, it's heaps of fun. <laughs> we haven't given away everything. We've given away most things. We've given away everything. We've given away everything. Anyway. But it's an experience. It's a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of laughing. It's a lot of... Uh, I squealed several times. Yeah, you really did. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you squealed with each carriage that uh, broke off. <laughs> I did. Every yeah. time one of the it carriages was like... Were like oh! <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to the cinema now, you might even get the Gran Turismo uh, trailer. trailer as well. Oh, that's fun. That <laughs> looks like a fun movie. I don't know why. Well, it's the last Starfighter f- it crossed is. with Creed. It is. <laughs> That's what, kind of what it looks like, doesn't it? <laughs> and 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 a lot of actually good actors saying yeah. really uh, delivering dumb lines really well. Yeah, he's he plays video games. <laughs> How could he possibly drive a real car? Yeah, I don't oh, know, mate. He just he's having a crack. I'd, <laughs> I'd also recommend everyone see Indiana Jones. That's a fun oh, film. That too. is a delight. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of fun films. He, the, he rides a horse on a subway. Like what? How can it be bad? Yeah, I know. I, I, I think I, I think film criticism is dead. Yeah, you know, I think uh, people don't watch things in context, and you should watch it in the context of the world and the the way the movie's being presented. And yeah, you know, I, I feel like we've reached. I feel like uh, critically, we've reached some sort of weird adolescence. Yeah. Where everything, uh, you know, when you're that age, everything is either shit or amazing. Mm. And I feel like that's the yeah. kind of critical um, juncture we're at. Yes. Oh my God, I saw the funniest uh, like meme today, which was <laughs> some like girl help- helping her ancient grandmother <laughs> who's on a walker. <laughs> it just said, Snyder fans 2092. <laughs> and the old woman's like... They'll resurrect the Snyderverse. Netflix is going to buy it. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> just great. And I'm just like, what is this? Oh, man. <laughs> the Snyderverse. Are you going to watch Rebel Moon? Um, no. I, I walked into the lounge room when the zombie one was on. Yeah. And was like, why do some of the zombies are robots? And Gary's like, I don't know. That's not been explained. And it never was. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need to put myself in that position. Yeah. It's, I might give it a go. Yeah, look, if it's on, it's on. But I'm not. Maybe, maybe that'll be a podcast for Ben because he likes to self-flagellate. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> you trying to talk me into watching it? So that because that's a part one and two as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know if I can. No, you know what? We've 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 already bitten off more than we can chew with Cruise. We're gonna have to watch Rock of Ages. Oh my god, we are the yeah. musical. Yeah. Oh man, stop! I thought he'd only made like twelve movies in his career. Mate, he's made like that's all he does. He, <laughs> it, all he does is make and watch films. I know. And pray to Zeni <laughs> and photosynthesize from if, the glare of the cinema screen. Uh, what if we? What if we end up in Scientology at the end of this? Well, it could be good for our careers. It could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, no harm to many people. <laughs> like none whatsoever. Might get to meet John Travolta. Yes. That'd be or great. David Miscavige's wife. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> we might find where she is, finally. <laughs> anyway, uh, look forward to that and I will leave it there. Thanks to Adam for joining me on this podcast and also for this whole series. I look forward to some of the movies. <laughs> 
most of the movies we're going to cover in our new series, Cruising Back in Time. Like there's some movies I'm actually really looking forward to and there's some that I reckon will be a little bit of hard work. But anyway, what are you going to do? It's great. Let's be honest. There'll be more Xenu comments. There'll be more Jack Reach around jokes. So it'll, it's all happening. Uh, next week, I'll be back with author Garth Jones as we present a brand new Pass the Amel episode. And we are watching the film The Rover. If you haven't seen it and you want to get a head start, you've got about a week to get that under your belt. If you're enjoying the work my friends and I are doing here, please leave a top review at Apple Podcasts. Uh, Great reviews help people find us, and that's fantastic for the podcast. So, please, uh, a top review is fantastic. Even word of mouth is a really great way uh, to get the show out there amongst the glut of shows that exist. Uh, Patreon subscribers, just a little heads up. Make sure you check your feed because part three of the Three Colours Hamo trilogy is now available. So Hamilton and his sisters awaits you. If you're not signed up for the Patreon and would like to access uh, the Three Colours Hamo trilogy and lots of other bonus podcasts and more, head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton and you'll find a tier that suits you. I have some exciting news to share as well, but that will have to wait until next week and all the paperwork is signed off on. Uh, Yeah, something's come up and it's all good and I've got my first overseas trip since COVID. Uh, That's about to happen and quite quickly as well. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you more about it once it's all, you know contracts have been given and I've signed off and it's, and it's official but it's it's close to being official so I'll tell you about that next week everything is happening okay I hope you're well I hope the year is treating you well I hope you're having a good time with your family and friends and until then Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.